Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, we get calls on a regular basis from people who are looking for long-term care insurance who don't qualify. Um, You know, the writing is usually on the wall for these people. Their health is compromised. Maybe they were diagnosed something with something or their doctor told them something, so they give us a call and decide that they want to get long-term care insurance. And it's just too late. Um, We also get calls, though, from people who are already in long-term care situations who are looking for help for loved ones. And they're trying to find the help that they need. And you can just see this is a very stressful, confusing time because we don't provide long-term care services. We sell long-term care insurance plans. But obviously, somebody's jumping on the internet. They're Googling long-term care. They end up and they just, they're calling anybody, right? So they're that, that kind of desperate state. And I was doing some research this week. You know, one of the big things out there is the amount of people that don't have long-term care insurance. Why, why is there such a, a large number of people that are not prepared for long-term care situations? And I was just reading this article called The Collapse of Long-Term Care Insurance. And it was an article that was really trying to point out the problem we have with long-term care in this country, you know, that so many people are not prepared and they're relying on the government. So... When we break this down, it was very interesting, this article, they were giving out all these numbers and facts and stuff, but it's like, why don't more people plan for long-term care before it's too late? And a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, we all want to know in the industry, it's kind of a million-dollar question. We all scratch our head because we look at statistics and the odds, and we're trying to figure out, look, this is, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's coming. Every year you, you celebrate a birthday, you're getting closer to that need, and that need is real. So, you know, over the last several decades, there have been multiple groups researching this question, why people don't have long-term care. And there's been multiple articles and opinions written on the subject. It's estimated by different studies that only about 7 to 13% of Americans over age 50 have long-term care insurance. Yet research shows that 70% of us over age 65 will need help with long-term care services before we pass away. There's a lot of data out there, too, that says it's about a 50% chance that you'll need long-term care. Well, that's based on age 50. So it's a coin flip. So by the time we get to 65, it's a 70% chance. By the time you hit, you know, 75 or 80, that number just skyrockets up into the high 80s because the the facts are you're either going to need long-term care or you're going to die. That's one of the two. And so most people end up needing some kind of assistance to get through the day before they pass away. So the numbers are pretty high, and, and so you got to look at this, and you say, okay, well, it's 65 and beyond, 7 out of 10 chance, why don't more people plan? Well, without question, the number one response, and you'll see this written in articles all the time, is that long-term care insurance premiums are too expensive. And this has been repeated in multiple magazines, multiple newspaper articles over the years, including this one I just came across. And the general tone in these articles is that premiums have gone up on average to the point where it makes it difficult for a, you know most people to afford the coverage. Now, this example in this article that I was just reading, the collapse of the long-term care insurance, they were basically talking about how for a 55-year-old, that average premium has gone from $1,900 a year to $2,600 a year. And they're getting a little bit less coverage. Maybe I think it went from $270,000 of coverage to $235,000 of coverage for that premium. So they're talking about how that's a big problem. But the problem I have with this article and the problem I have with this point that it's too expensive, too expensive is that if you can't afford that annual premium, there is no chance that you can afford long-term care. I mean, not even for the first month. The first month is going to be double the cost of an annual premium for long-term care insurance. So if you can't afford $2,600 a year in premium, how are you going to afford five or $6,000 a month on an ongoing basis? The simple answer to this question is that you, you, you won't. You can't. Most people cannot afford long-term care insurance premiums or the cost of long-term care insurance services when they need the help. And most, when I say that, it's about half of Americans don't have enough savings to last even a few months in a long-term care situation. 
So they end up burning through what little assets they have, what little money they have saved up, and they end up on Medicaid. Now, this is a real dilemma in this country because we have a crisis on our hand, and it's, you know, as our population ages, the Congressional Budget Office says that the cost of long-term care services in the U.S. went from $30 billion in 2000 to $225 billion in 2015. So we're talking about a 15% compounding increase in the cost of this country from 2000 to 2015, and it's only going to get worse because the baby boomers are turning 75 right now, and there's 10,000 of them a day turning 75, and those survivors, it's going to go on for 16 years, and those survivors are going to hit 80, and there's going to be you know, 9,500 9, or whatever survive. So it's a real problem in this country. And because of that, you know, many states are looking at ways to offset the coming costs by setting up programs like Washington State did with their Washington State CARES Act, which is simply a payroll tax used to fund an account to pay a minimal benefit, which is basically minimal benefits $100 a day for a year. States have to do this because they share the cost with Medicaid with the federal of uh, they share the cost of Medicaid excuse me with the federal government so Medicaid those expenses are split between the state and the federal government and they just don't have the resources anymore to pay for this wave of baby boomers that are coming on because if they do guess what they're going to have to stop building roads they're going to have to stop funding schools there's all these other issues that they're going to have Medicaid by the way pays for about 80% of nursing home beds in this country and remember, Medicaid's a safety net program. Those are people that are already broke when they got there. So the argument that long-term care insurance premiums are too expensive is really a reflection of the fact that many people headed into retirement simply are not prepared for retirement financially. And they're going to rely on that safety net program for just the basic minimal level of care at the end of life. And they're going to have to settle for what the government's going to give them. That's just, that's just the facts. Now, let's go back to this article I was reading. They were saying, you know, about 7% of Americans had long-term care insurance. Well, 7% of Americans, there's 310 of us. But if we look at people over age 50, let's, re- you know, look at this and do some quick math again here. There's about 110 million adults over age 50. There's 7.5 million long-term care insurance policies in place as of 2020. That's what the insurance carriers report. So that puts us right there about that 7%. So that's what this article is saying, 7% to 13% of the people. You know, they're saying 7% of people over 50. We've seen other articles that spit out 13. However, let's take a look a little bit deeper at these numbers. First off, not everyone who has long-term care insurance is over 50. So those numbers are going to be skewed a little bit. But what we really need to also understand is not everybody is eligible for long-term care insurance and won't qualify for coverage in this country due to pre-existing health conditions and obesity. And in all honesty, if we take that out, that's about half of Americans, believe it or not, will not qualify simply because of pre-existing conditions or because of obesity. Those are the two biggest things. You got to realize two out of three people are overweight in this country. One third of them are obese. That's the fastest growing problem we have in this country. And so what happens with the insurance companies, they look at that, you can just simply be declined because of obesity. So now if we take out the Americans that can actually qualify for long-term care insurance, well, that's going to put us that break us down to about 55 million adults over 50. Well, now we're up to about 14% of the people have policies. Now, let's take one more factor into account that this article did not touch on. We are looking at America, 51% of U.S. households make less than $50,000 a year. Now, that's households, not individuals. This is $50,000 or less of income per household. That's 51% of American households. And these, quite frankly, these are the people who really aren't going to be able to afford long-term care insurance premiums, regardless what those premiums are. I mean, really think about it. If you're a a family, even if you're just a couple making $50,000 a year now, that's really difficult. It's difficult to pay your mortgage, pay your taxes, pay, you know, buy food, buy gas, all these things. You understand that. So we've got to look at those people and we take that out. So if we take that group of people out of the long-term care equation, then we really divide that 7.5 million policies that are issued out there. Really what that does is that gives us a take rate of about 25% or one in four, meaning one in four adults over age 50 that A, can qualify for long-term care insurance, and B, have the resources that are suitable to pay for a premium, we've got about 25%. 
And I've actually seen the insurance carriers rate this number closer to 27% is the actual number of people that take out long-term care insurance policies that can qualify and can afford it. So again, long-term care insurance for poor people, it's a moot point. They don't, they can't afford those premiums. Yes, that's true, but they don't have any assets to protect. So they're going to go straight to Medicaid. And so that's what they mean by suitability. If you don't have a house, you don't have meaningful income, you don't want to spend money on long-term care insurance because you're going to need that money to pay other bills and buy food and do the things that you need to do just to get through, you know, through the year. So Again, back to about a quarter of adults really that can qualify and can afford long-term care insurance have insurance. So the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, there's always a spin on these articles. And if you read between the lines what these 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 articles are saying is, you know, the long-term care insurance industry has failed America. And I say, really? What if we flip that to any other argument like travel? You know, the cost of plane tickets have gone up over 50%. The cost of a hotel room has gone up over 50%. My point is that we have to be understand, we have to read through the lines. What these articles are really just telling us is that they are positioning, there's a lot of people out there that are positioning themselves maybe to run for office, to to lobby politicians for equal outcomes regardless of effort. Meaning, you know, we see that in schools now. Long-term care is no different. Articles like this are simply beating the drum on forced social programs, you know, funded with our tax dollars. That's what they want to do. So let me take a quick break here. I'm uh, rambling on a little bit, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to continue the discussion on some of these state programs and what they're looking at. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back, and uh, you just heard a couple of the ads. We have a couple classes on the calendar. We are rolling into September already. Can you believe that? September 15th will be our first class. That's actually going to be a Thursday, Thursday the 15th. So that's going to be a uh, 3 o'clock kickoff if you're on the West Coast. It's going to be a 4 o'clock kickoff if you're Rocky Mountain time. And then Saturday the 24th, that's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on the West Coast. So if you're on the East Coast and you're listening to the podcast, you can still join us on that webinar. It'll be 11 a.m. your time on the 24th, um, 9, 9 o'clock Mountain Time. So, 
Again, those classes are up and running. The webinars are, again, just a great way to kind of get in and, and, and learn about some of this information that we talk about and find out about some of the different options. So look for those classes at 525longtermcare.com. So I got to tell you, I got my underwear kind of in a twist uh, reading this article this week. I don't know why I do it. I always get sucked into this stuff. And, you know, they're talking about the failure of the long-term care insurance industry. And if you just joined us, really what they were basically saying is that, you know, the premiums are too expensive for the average Joe. And my point to that is, look, travel for the average Joe, if we're really looking at it, we're saying, okay, the 50% of Americans that, that make less than 50000 a year in the household, you know, they can't really afford to take four kids to a hotel and pay a plane ticket and everything else on a regular basis without saving up for that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things that are this way. And I just think this article, again, what they were really doing is they're talking about how the government has to get involved and create these programs. So otherwise, they're talking about socialized long-term care insurance. And that's really what we're talking about. Is that the answer? It blames the high cost of long-term care insurance as the main reason people don't have long-term care. And I'll just tell you that just actuarially that is not true. There are several reasons why people don't have insurance. And for... Some of them, they're just reasons you'll, you'll never overcome those reasons. Let's face it. I mean, people wouldn't have homeowner's insurance. A large sector of this country would not have homeowner's insurance on their house if the bank didn't force them to do it. Because, you know, they justified. It's like, well, it's a 99.97% chance that the house isn't going to burn down, so why do I need insurance? And for whatever reason. And there's just a lot of people out there that aren't going to have insurance, period. Think about what we do with our insurance right now on our car insurance. We pay for uninsured drivers. Because why? Well, because there's a lot of people driving around out there without insurance, even though it's the law, you're supposed to have insurance. So my take on that is, you know, is that the next socialized program? Do they just, why, why doesn't the government just come in and say, look, you're going to have a payroll tax as soon as you get a driver's license, unless you can prove to us that you have and you maintain auto insurance. I mean, th- that's the same argument that Washington state made for this long-term care. So you just have to be aware that there's some people that are never going to pay for anything unless they are forced to. And some people that think that's the answer, that the government needs to force us to do these things. Another reason why so few people are covered is really lack of knowledge. And I'll I'll give credit to this article that I read. Again, the collapse of of the long-term care insurance. The reason why a lot of people don't have long-term care coverage, quite frankly, they don't understand the subject matter. They don't understand what it is. Many Americans don't know what long-term care is. They still believe that they are covered by their employer, provided insurance through work, or that Medicare or Medicaid or the Affordable Care Act is going to cover them. They don't. I talked about this last week on the radio show. You can grab it on the podcast. We talked about Medicare and Medicaid and how many people still believe that Medicare is going to pay for their long-term care services. And so I think that you just have to understand that there, you know, there are a lot of reasons people don't go out and get insurance. And it's not simply the cost of long-term care insurance. Another reason that the number two reason out there, quite frankly, in all these surveys is a lot of people say they don't want to pay for something that they're not going to use. And again, study after study has has shown this. A lot of people assume they're never going to use it. And when I say a lot, I mean like 90% of the people out there surveyed don't believe that they're going to need long-term care coverage, even though they might in that same survey think that long-term care insurance is a good idea. In fact, the studies have shown that only about 8% of Americans believe that they may need some kind of long-term care services. Not will, it's need. They may need some long-term care, but not will need. And again, after age 65, that's what, 7 out of 10 of us is what the statistics bear out. At age 50, it's a coin toss that you're going to end up in long-term care before you die. So if you don't believe you're going to need long-term care and you've had no experience with a long-term care situation, you haven't taken care of a loved one, then why would you pay for something you probably won't use? And so that is a big part of why people don't go out and seek long-term care insurance. Now, as we mature, our trains of thought changes. We might, you know, open our eyes a little bit and look at it a little bit differently. But then by then, a lot of times, like, oh, well, look at this. Look at that. I am 80 years old now, and I'm having problems walking. And maybe I should get some long-term care insurance. By then, it's just too late. And so that's the problem. But people in their 50s and 60s, you're healthy, you're fine, you're looking at life through the lens of where you're at today. A lot of people just don't foresee themselves in that future. They're not... You know, that's an old person's problem. Even though we're all going to get old, they don't foresee that as being a problem for them. So, you know, as we talk about this, regardless of why people don't have coverage, there are a lot of reasons why 
many states and the federal government are now looking at options to offset the cost of the safety net program, which is Medicaid in this country. They just can't sustain the growth in costs as the baby boomers age through the system. So what do we need to know? What, what can we do? Well, so far, we have seen the only way out of these upcoming payroll taxes right now with, is, is to prove that you have long-term care insurance. So again, Washington State was the first state to pass this long-term care services and support bill. There are several other states looking at it right now, about 16, a little over a dozen that are looking at putting something on the books right away. So Washington State just came out and said, we're going to put a payroll tax in. Everybody that works is going to pay into this fund. And then if you need long-term care in the future, if you've paid into this fund for at least 10 years, we'll give you $100 a day for a year. Well, that's really what they did. They're, they gave us the option to get out of that if we proved we had long-term care insurance. So they gave us a little bit of a window to go out there and get them. And that's what caused such a problem in Washington State last year. In fact, Washington State accounted for 60% of all long-term care insurance policies written in the country last year. Out of all 50 states, Washington State accounted for 60 of them because all of a sudden everybody said, wait a second, I'm going to get taxed for what? For what's long-term? Well, I thought, uh, oh, I, okay, I better go get some insurance. And so people rushed to get that. And so think about what happened on that. If the states gave us an opt-out option, number one, Who's going to go out and get long-term care insurance? What was that rush in Washington State? We learned something from this. The first thing is right off the bat was that those who can qualify for it, so the people that weren't obese, the people that did not have pre-existing conditions, the people that could medically qualify for long-term care insurance could go out and seek it. Number two, those who can afford it. Generally, again, those are the households making over the $50,000 a year that could afford to put some policy in place to save on the payroll tax. So now who what, who does that take out of that pool? Well, in, in a general rule, in most cases, those people who are healthier and who make more money, you know, are the people that would pay the most taxes. And so the state's losing that. So this is why I think moving forward, like, you know, the, the people that are in other West, especially Western states, Colorado, California, things like that, you have to be very aware of this. California is talking about passing something similar to this. They learn by watching Washington State go through this, and rumor has it they're not going to give that opt-out window, meaning in in Washington State when they announced the bill, they said you have until November 1st to get a long-term care insurance policy in place. Well, guess what? From June to November 1st, that was the window of opportunity to get a policy. Well, most of the carriers were out of the state in October because they just got overwhelmed with the cheapest possible policies that people were trying to get because they didn't set any threshold, any limits. They just said go out and get a policy. So other states are really looking at this and they're saying, gosh, okay, maybe we don't give the opt-out window. Maybe we just pass this bill and we say, look, you either are going to pay this tax or you have to have a long-term care insurance plan in place by the time we pass that bill. That's probably what they're going to do. And so that will be about the only way to opt out. So you've got to just really kind of go into this wide, eyes wide open. You know, a lot of people, when I read these articles like the failure of long-term care insurance, that is just the drumbeat for a socialized program, for socialized long-term care. And many countries have this. They just put an additional Medicare tax on. But then you have to look at what is the actual benefit. If you have meaningful assets and you have meaningful income and you live in Washington State, and you are paying into this payroll tax, guess what? You don't get any more of a benefit if you're paying $6,000 a year in tax for this or whether you're the person working part-time and you're paying you know, um, $400 a year. It just doesn't matter. It, you're going to get the exact same benefit. That's the socialized equal outcomes regardless of equal effort. So you just have to be aware of that. I know for a fact I could have stayed in the, in the state tax, and I have my own long-term care insurance policy, but I opted out because, A, my policy is superior to what the state's going to offer. And, again, the state's qualifying and the issues and all those things are different. So, again, they're going to make themselves feel good. They're going to pat themselves on the back, but it's really not going to solve the issue for long-term care, meaning protecting your assets and your income. Because $100 a day for a year, what Washington State passed, you blow right through that. The average claim is four years from the insurance carrier's point of view. Well, guess what? What's your next step? You're burning down your assets. You end up on Medicaid. So I've got to take another quick break here. So stick around. We're going to do a little uh, break for the news. But when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Amy, our client of the week. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. 
Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. And, you know, by the way, if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, we uh, put a program together every week. It's uh, aired usually on Saturdays. I've got a station that I am on on Sunday afternoon as well, too. But we try to um, usually run our shows on Saturday mornings, uh, Saturday afternoon, somewhere in there. But we always have our podcasts available, and you can get those through iTunes. You can get them. You can ask, ask your smart speaker to pay uh, long-term care radio podcast with Brian Ott. They'll play it. Um, you can always get them on our website. So again, just we, we try to bring some different topics in and just educate you a little bit because again, th- this article that I read, The Failure of Long-Term Care Insurance, about the only thing I agreed in that was that you know they touched on the fact that most people just don't know what long-term care is. They don't understand the gravity of the situation until it's too late, which is why we get so many calls from people saying, hey, um, can I get a plan now? No. I, I mean, I, I'll never forget. I, it was like five years ago, and I was at this conference. And this gentleman comes up, and he asks me. He's like, long-term care, and his, his wife's got dementia, and he needs to get her some coverage and all this stuff going on. I was like, he, the house is on fire. I can't get Oh, so now that I need it, you're not going to sell it to me. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't know what rock you live under, but that's the way insurance works. You know, you don't call the homeowner's insurance guy and say, hey, uh, yeah, time to get that insurance because my house is on fire. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. So a lot of people just stick their hand, head in the sand and they think, well, I don't have to worry about it. And a lot of that comes from, you know, our brains are built for efficiency. We don't want to sit there and think of these complex issues that could possibly happen to us or all the various outcomes as we age. We just assume that it's going to be okay. And then for most of us, it's not. We need the help. And for those people that aren't prepared, I mean, that's what I say. It's like driving around with a blanket and, a, and, and some water in your car when you're going through the mountains and it's snowing versus not you know it's like it's how do you prepare so at the bottom of the hour uh, when we do the radio show we always have this client of the week and the whole idea of this is to show you how somebody prepared how did they come up with a plan and why they did it and this week I've got a little bit younger client than I usually do this is Amy who is 48 years old Uh, she's single and has two children she has one in college, and she has one who just recently graduated. Her daughter's out of school and working and, and independent, and she's very proud of her. Um, Amy came to us just really looking for a program to, because there was a group policy offered through her employer. And so she started looking at it. She thought, well, this is probably a good idea. I'm getting close to 50. I have the resources. Maybe I need to look at this. And so she just was looking out there for some alternatives. So that's how she kind of stumbled on us and came to a class and she learned about some of these new programs and, and contacted us and we went through the system with her. And here's really what her concerns were. Amy's 48. She's got a, a nice little nest egg here. And she's like, well, if something happens to me, I don't want to, you know, A, wipe out my savings. I don't want to be a burden on my kids. She said her mother is 80 and living in a long-term care facility right now, an assisted living facility. And she has long-term care insurance. And Amy said, this has just been a blessing. I really realized what that does and what it did for my mom. It let her choose and stay in control. And I'll tell you, I'm, you know, I, I'm in that same camp. I, I, you know, our case manager, Madeline, was a caregiver for her mom, and her mom ended up on Medicaid. I had an aunt that ended up on Medicaid. And then I had a grandma that had long-term care insurance, and her outcome and her last years of quality of life were way different. And so that's, I think, what Amy is seeing right now, that, you know, that policy actually makes a lot of sense because it's really helping her mom, you know, those final years of her life, they're not going to be the worst years. She's actually in control of her care options. So she liked that idea. She's been a little distracted. Amy lost her husband a few years ago. Um, he had a battle with cancer. And so she kind of saw the strain of, of being a caregiver and trying to manage that and do everything. And so she said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I need to look at this now. I need to look at this now that I have time. And she wanted to be able to, you know, get care outside, um, you know, that didn't depend on family members. So that was one of the things she looked at. Because she said, you know, I was, I was really, even with her husband, she's like, you know, a lot of it was, was at the end it was hospice care. But there for a while, she's like, you know, I really had to pick up the pace. I had to do a lot more. The kids had to do a lot more. So she goes, I can see that. And she goes, but I don't want to have to rely on my family members to do that. 
So what we found out about Amy when we started talking with her is that, you know, she had a great job. She is a career woman. She said she's going to work for at least another 10 years, really liked her job. Again, her older daughter was out of college, but she still had a son in college. He's, he's got two years left in college, doing well there. Um, physically, Amy was in good shape. She had really no health concerns to worry about, so that gave her a lot of options. She had good income, and she was able to save outside of just her 401k. And this is always a question that I ask. I, I ask people, like, based on your income coming in, are you able to save outside of what you're contributing to your 401k? And if people are like, yeah, I kind of live in check to check, but I'm maxing out my 401k, that's really what I'm looking for. But she was actually able to save. Um, she had a college fund set up for her son. The, the daughter's college is all done, so she's in good shape there. And she planned on staying in her home during her working years, but might move in the future depending on where her kids were. She wasn't, you know, she doesn't have to live and die in the back 40, as she said. She just was like, look, I kind of like where I'm at. I'll stay here while I'm working for sure. But if my kids move somewhere and we have grandkids or something, I might move closer to them. So that was something that she was, you know, we found out about her. Another thing that, you know, both basically her income is going to be from her, her retirement account. So she has her 401k that she's actively contributing to, and then she had her husband's 401k, which has been moved over to an IRA now as well, too. So she'll have that money. What she wanted from a plan, um, really we boil this down that, you know, she wanted a plan that was in place that she knew she could qualify for right now. She said, I don't know that this is really the be all end all plan. I might come back and revisit this, but I want some kind of coverage today. She wasn't necessarily looking for a huge plan, but something that would allow her some additional income if she needed it without tapping into a retirement account. She liked the idea of a flexible plan that would allow her to pay who she wanted to pay. Otherwise, family members, caregivers, whoever it was. Could she hire a family or friend? She liked that idea. She liked the idea of having money come back to the kids, but that wasn't really the mainstay for her. So when she was, what we mean by that is the asset-based plans, you don't use them. There's going to be some money paid back to the estate. So you don't lose your premiums. A traditional plan is going to work more if you don't use the plan, then it's, it's those premiums are gone. It's like your homeowner's insurance. So she said, well, she could go either way. She just wanted something that, that made sense for Um, what she didn't want was payments in retirement. So that's another thing that, that she really decided. She says, like, yeah, I, I'm going to work at least 10 more years. She goes, but ideally, I don't want to be 85 years old or 80 years old and making payments into a long-term care plan if I can avoid that. So we were looking at some limited pay options. That was something that we wanted to do. So here, here's what we did for Amy. First off on, on this situation, the money back was nice, but she said that wasn't. She said if she could go to better value for just the pure risk insurance, she was willing to do that. So we looked at traditional plans. The problem I have is on the traditional plans, I've got two carriers that have limited pay options, meaning you can have those policies paid up in 10 years. The problem is those are just as expensive as asset-based plans, basically within in dollars. So that generally doesn't make sense. That's more for a business that can write off 100% of the premiums. That's why you would use that. So we looked at a traditional pay-as-you-go plan, and we gave her that option and compared that, and then we compared it to the asset-based options, and she decided that she was going to go with an asset-based prop, uh, program, something that had some other value inside the program and that would pay her back. So here's what we ended up doing. Amy's going to set up a 10-pay. So that means 10 annual payments to the insurance company, and then the policy is paid up. This, again, is because she doesn't want payments in the future. She could set up a paid-to-age-65 policy with this company, too, but she decided not to. So she's going to do a 10-pay, so 10 annual payments of ninety-seven twenty-eight into her plan. So after 10 years, if she makes all of her payments, she will have paid $97,280 into her plan. For this, day one today, she gets an initial long-term care benefit of $310,000. So that's how much coverage is in her bucket, $310,000. She can access that money at a rate of $4,000 a month. So she can take $4,000 a month out of that policy. So if you do the math on that, that means she has a minimum of about six years of coverage. Now, we put an inflation rider on this plan. And what that means is the bucket of money is going to grow by 3% every year. It means that monthly benefit is going to grow by 3% every year too. And that's crucial because, again, Amy is currently only 48 years old. So what that simply does for us is if we go out and, you know, just pick a number. When she's 72, now she has $630,000 in her bucket. She's got $8,100 a month of benefit. When she's 82 years old, she'll have 
$11,000 a month of benefit, and she's going to have about $850,000 in her bucket of money. So that just continues to grow over time. Now, on these limited pay options, a 10 pay, if she ends up using the policy, within 10 years, that premium is going to be waived. But the growth of the policy, you know, obviously, if she goes on claim, you know, it, it, you know, year, year five, for instance, let's just take a look at that. At year five, she'd have $4,500 a month in her policy. It'd be worth $348,000, but she would have only made five payments. She would have only paid the, the you know, a little less than $50,000 into that plan. The other thing that this plan has is it's got a death benefit. So right out of the gate, she's got a $97,000 death benefit, which means that if she doesn't use her plan, she gets hit by the bus and she's gone, that money's going to be paid back to the estate. It's not based on her making all 10 payments. So that's a nice benefit of that. But then once the policy is paid up in full, she still has that death benefit. So that's really what the asset-based plans are. We're saying, look, that premium is going to go back to you one way or the other. If you don't use it and you die, your $97,000 is going back to your kids. However, should you need long-term care, now you have six, seven, eight hundred thousand, whatever it's grown into for long-term care coverage. That's what she's going to have. If she needs to cancel this plan, now this is another thing that you have to keep in mind. If she needs to cancel her plan for whatever reason and needs her money back, she's going to get 80% of her premiums back. So, you know, year two, she's paid in, you know, you know about ninety uh, or $19,500. Let's just round that off. But should get $15,561 back if she just canceled it. So the easy way to do the math on this is if she had to cancel her policy, it'd cost her about $2,000 a year for that insurance for those first 10 years. After the policy is paid up, if she needs to cancel her policy, she gets her full $97,000 back that she's paid into it. She gets 100% return of premium, and that's just walking away. So again, we're talking about win, lose, or draw. Now, the reason why this policy is set up this way for for, um, Amy is, quite quite frankly, I'm just going to tell you, you know, she's 48 years old. You, You know, something could happen. Maybe she meets somebody. Maybe she gets remarried, whatever it is. Maybe a new policy comes along. By the time she's 65, maybe she sells her house and has a big chunk of assets and wants a lifetime benefit plan with more coverage. Well, she's not going to walk away from what she paid. She's got coverage today, but she can go back in and get those premiums back. I mean, could you imagine when you sell your house and you decide, oh, I've lived there for 20 years and my house was insured, it was protected from the fire damage, everything like that, but then I decide to move, you call the insurance company like, oh yeah, let me just give you your premiums back because your house didn't burn down. That's essentially what these plans are doing. So it gives us a tremendous amount of flexibility. You know, win, lose, or draw. She lives a nice long life, her premiums aren't wasted. She loses, she ends up in long-term care. Now she's got this huge bucket of leverage of long-term care insurance is going to come back tax-free. Oh, and if you draw, I get married, a new program comes along, I can get my money back. That's what makes these programs so wonderful. Now, a couple other features about this plan which really stand out, <clears throat> fully paid up in 10 years, which means, again, she's she's done. She's going to make these 10 payments, and then the policy is paid in full. She owns it. She can just keep the policy. She can cancel it, get her money back, whatever, but she owns that policy. The death benefit is going to be equal to her premiums. That's always going to be paid back to her minus any long-term care paid out. She has a surrender value, again, of 80% of those premiums for the first 10 years. After that, she gets 100% of her money back. The cash benefit on this, when she goes on claim, they're going to give her cash. So this is going to give her the most flexibility. She can use this benefit to pay for her care. If If her daughter wants to provide that care, she can hire a friend. She can hire somebody from the community. She has the option because the money's just going to roll in. It's a cash benefit. It's got a retroactive zero-day elimination period, which means that when she goes on claim, she'll pay the first 90 days of of care, and starting month four, they're going to send her a check for four months. So they're essentially just saying, yeah, go ahead, get your long-term care, get on, get it all set up, and then at month four, if she's getting $10,000 a month, she's going to get a check for $40,000, and then every month after that, she'll get her check for $10,000. So that is just a really, really nice, flexible plan. I like this plan for younger people because it gives her the option to, you know, maybe this is the, the only plan she ever gets. Maybe she hangs on to it. It's a great plan. It's going to continue to grow over time. So we, we, we designed it that way. But if something comes up, she needs her money back. She can get most of that money or all of that money back, uh, especially after she's paid it up. Now, let's compare this back to a traditional pay-as-you-go option. So if we wanted that same benefit, $4,000 a month with 3% inflation for six years of coverage, her premium would be about $4,200 a year. Now, 
think about that. So that means after about 24 years, 23 years, she will have paid in what she's putting into the asset-based plan, but there's no cash value. There's no return of premium. It's just ongoing payment, and she'll have to keep paying that payment. So 23 years down the road, she's, um, what is that, 72 well, she could still be paying the premiums for another 10, 15, 20 years. So that's where we look at these asset-based plans. And, and, and this traditional premium is not guaranteed to remain level. The, tr- the asset-based plan is. So if you have the cash flow, not only can you put that in, and remember, if she cancels at year three on her asset-based plan, she's going to get 80% of her money back. So it's going to cost her about $6,000 for three years of coverage. Well, a traditional plan, if she canceled after year three, should be down over $12,000 that she had paid out that's not coming back. So the argument that, oh, traditional plans are, are the cheapest way to go, that's not always true. You have to do the math and look at it. So Amy was in a position where she could put a little bit more money in annually. She's going to do it for a limited time, so she's most likely going to end up putting less money into this plan, and she'll have more benefits, more features, cash back. Uh, cash benefit, return of premium, and the traditional plan had a 90-day waiting period. So she's got to pay the first 90 days of care. She doesn't get paid back for that. So I just got really excited. I I always do on these client of the weeks because, folks, you just got to understand there's so many different things that we can look at, and we're trying to design a plan that's right for you. Is this enough coverage for Amy? We don't know. We're never going to know that. But what we do know is that she has some coverage. She has a meaningful plan. She has a growing benefit, and she's got a tremendous amount of flexibility. I've got to come up for air, squeeze in our last break, but stick around. I've got a little bit more left. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. You've heard me say Brian Ott with 525 Advisors is the best in the country when it comes to long-term care planning. And it's not just me saying that. Recently, Brian was recognized as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. That's the same type of plan my wife and I have. Well, this is the fifth year in a row he's received this award. That's truly amazing. But when I asked Brian about it, he said he couldn't do it without you, my listeners, because you get it. Yeah, you're a bit smarter than the average person. I know that. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and government is not going to do that for you. My wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. We have the comfort of knowing that our care will be funded and managed in a time of need, taking that burden off our girls. And if we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. They'll take time to design a custom plan just for you. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, we are on the final stretch here. Thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio or listening to us on the podcast. Um, Again, classes coming up for September. Um, We've got the 15th and the 24th. I just finished up a class um, this last week on Thursday. It was really great. So, again, I appreciate everybody that comes to that. The classes are just a live webinar. And what's really nice about it is, you know, we we, we touch on so much stuff in a nice, tidy package, and then you can get your questions answered. So it's just a really good step for you to kind of, 
you know, see how we work, learn about the options that are out there. And then when you're ready, we'll help you, you know, guide you through the process and, you know, design a custom plan like we did for Amy, Uh, you know, and everybody's different. And if you listen to this show long enough, people tend to key in like on, on, they look for situations that are similar to theirs. And that's why we do the client of the week. But you're going to hear a lot of people, you know, we've got clients that come in with two, $300,000. We've got clients that set up traditional pay-as-you-go plans for a few thousand dollars a year. So there's a wide spectrum of, of different options that are out there. And that's really what we're trying to do for you is design something that makes sense for you. Because, again, I think one of the things that people don't understand about long-term care is we're, we're thinking like health insurance or home insurance or, you know, something happens, we wreck our car, well, we get a new car. If we get sick with our health insurance, well, we pay the deductible, but then the insurance covers the rest. Long-term care is a little bit different, and what we're trying to do is we're we're simply buying tax-free discounted dollars today to pay for an event in the future. And so really what you're saying is, you know, long-term care, the reason why it's such a crisis in this country is because it's expensive. And what does that mean? That means it costs more money than you have coming in as income. So that means you have to start spending down your retirement account. You have to start cashing out your CDs and you might have to eventually sell your rental property, whatever it is, because you're trying to generate, you're converting those assets into income. That's where it gets expensive. So the idea of long-term care insurance is simply that we've got this bucket of money over there that's going to come back to us tax-free to pay for care. And we bought it today because we get a discount on that. So now we're paying pennies for that care instead of dollars. So when you get that bill in the future and it says, here's a dollar of long-term care, well, guess what? Maybe that actual dollar only cost you 20 cents because you bought this long-term care insurance policy. And so we never know really how much we're going to need. What we have to look at is how do we mitigate the financial consequences? And so for like Amy, great example. She had good income. She had a good job. She had good savings. She says, you know, I'm happy with $4,000 a month when I get my son out of school your daughter's already out. She goes, you know, I might come back and look at stepping this up. Now, the risk for her is that she becomes uninsurable. But at 48, hopefully she doesn't. So she could keep this policy in force and she could go out and she could get another policy for $5,000 or $6,000 a month. Or she could put a lifetime benefit behind this policy. Or she could just use this money and go get a brand new policy. So we have a lot of options. But the idea is to get that policy in force while you can, while you're healthy enough. And I think that you have to understand that you know, the, the the market has changed so much that most people just aren't aware of these programs out there. In fact, I was I was on Google the other day and I saw this thing. It's like, what's the biggest drawback to long-term care insurance? So you know how you're, you're looking for something in Google and then they'll, they'll pop up all these other questions below it what somebody Googled. And so one of the questions is, what's the biggest drawback of long-term care insurance? And the answer was, the major downside of long-term care insurance is the same as with any insurance. You may pay premiums for years and never use the coverage. So again, that goes back to the number two survey question out there. Why aren't you getting long-term care insurance? Well, I don't want to pay for something I'm not going to use. You know, and I always say, oh, kind of like the the, the average person does for his, his health club membership. You know, they always have the big sales in January. And by March, most of the people are out. Long-term care insurance today is just so different. We have to really... You know, that's why we have the radio program. That's why we have this client of the week is understand, like, look what Amy did. She's going to pay for this plan. She's guaranteed to get her money back. Every dime that she put into the plan, even if she cancels after 10 years, she'll get 100% of that money back. If she dies, her estate's going to get that money back. But the reason why she got us, guess what? Down the road, when she has $800,000 of tax-free money coming in, she only paid $97,000 for that. You know, think about that. She paid, She's paying 12 cents for a dollar of care at that point in her life. That's why you get the long-term care insurance because it doesn't, you know, it prevents you from having to liquidate your other assets and then it provides you other, all those other benefits. So, you know, when I read these articles, you know, the collapse of the long-term care insurance industry, what I'm really seeing when I read between the lines is you got to understand there is a big movement for equal outcomes regardless of effort put in. You're starting to see that in school. A lot of states, Washington State is horrible. They are just passing kids up. They shut the schools down because of COVID because they let the teachers union kind of decide what was best for everybody. And now we've got this 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 idea that we need equal outcomes. And so they're going to start canceling some of the, the AP classes and the things like that that students do. And we're starting to see that in healthcare. When, when they went out to, to design this long-term care plan, they didn't say, we're going to charge you a payroll tax 
and that's going to provide insurance based on what you paid in because that's the way insurance works. You want life insurance, you pay this premium. You want more life insurance, you pay more premium. No, instead what they did is just said everybody's going to get $100 a day and we don't care if you're paying $6,000 a year in tax or you're paying $43 a year in tax. You're going to get your $36,000 benefit. So that goes back to what are we really trying to settle for? In Medicaid, same thing. If you blow through $2 million of assets before you end up on Medicaid or you're absolutely busted when you file, all you have is your $1,700 Social Security check and you're living in subsidized housing, guess what? You're going to get the same benefits. Medicaid doesn't say, oh, well, you paid more taxes over your lifetime and you you blew through more of your own money to get to Medicaid. We're going to give you the special room where you only have uh, you know, your, your own room and you get your 24-7 care. They don't do that. It's the same benefits for everybody, and that's what you really have to be aware of. So I would assume that if you're listening to long-term care radio, you're probably not in that group of people that are waiting for the government handout. Those of us that have worked hard, that we save, that we plan, we have to be aware of what our options are. And even if they come out with a federal long-term care program, think of what it's really going to be. It's going to be another socialized medicine program. And so you have to just be aware of what the options are out there. And the best way to really protect yourself is through a private plan that you designed for yourself. Well, I've got to go, folks. Uh, Burned another hour. Thanks so much. I appreciate the interest. I'm going to work on another show. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.